It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This episode of the Out of Spec Podcast was brought to you by Magna. Magna is a leading-edge mobility technology company for automakers, and it supplies automotive systems, assemblies, modules, and components to countless brands you've undoubtedly heard of. GM, Ford, BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen, and so many more. Magna has been a key player behind the scenes for decades, including pioneering some of the first reverse cameras before you had even heard of the concept. They now look to the future with fully autonomous driving systems, ADAS, and many electric car components for your EV at home. We'd like to thank our sponsors that make shows like this possible. Hey, welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I am Jordan Schieffer, your host, joined by Mike Breeling, Ben Spreen, and Forrest Jones is back in the house uh, from his TikTok lair of Spongebob. Uh, <laughs> for our visual listeners anyways. Um, yeah, let's start right off with some things we've been driving. And I should make a correction from last week because we talked about uh, the GLS, which I've had for, I guess, a week now. And I didn't think it was 23s, but it is 23s. I just didn't realize it because the car is I so knew it. big. Yeah. Um, so took this all around the front range actually had a bachelor party so had five guys in it just all giving opinions so video should be coming out on that this week maybe even when this podcast goes up um should be should be interesting but yeah the little baby 450 not really a baby though it's three row suv um yeah kind of wish you had the uh 580 though that's the one i know i was riding around all cool except for the badge on the back um <laughs> but i really liked it honestly i know it's 100 grand and doesn't even have heated rear seats but i like it wait that was the third or second row is omitted or all all it only has heated Ooh. front for the money it's optional just what is not specced yeah oh that's for the 800 bucks yeah, this is the 450. Only the so the front is heated and cooled standard and heated steering wheel. 
but um, in four zone climate control, but not five. I didn't have the fifth zone option either. So just missing a few crucial components. No massaging chairs, which you need mm. um, <laughs> for traffic. What about the cup holders? That's crucial. Heated and cooled or? I don't have those either. Oh. Yeah, I have the poor man spec. Shoot. Yeah, the yes. poverty spec. How much was this thing? Mm. Like only $90,000? 95 <laughs> yep. Wow. A lot yeah. of car for the money. Yep. It's fine. I don't know. Looks good. Um, Dude, I actually have a question about that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's super, it's super interesting that you said you recently had this. I have it right now. It's uh, Dude, in my driveway. That's funny because I literally have the Lexus LX 600 right now. And I just posted my video today and someone's like, I'd take the GLS five, what the 580, but they don't make it anymore. They only have the 450 and then you have to go all the way up to the Mercedes Maybach 600, yeah. which is like 160. And then the Lexus I have is 140. 140? Whoa. Yeah, it's, got the, it's got the like... It's got a significantly yeah. price increase. Dude, it's the, one, it's the one where you can like fully recline in the back. And it's got oh. the massaging and the cooler and the massage in the back and the, like all that. And the, and the screens. And... Okay. I mean, that's <laughs> I'm jealous cool. now. I can't wait to rip one of those up some trails in like 18 years. Dude, it's not it's not even that good off-road. It's, it's <laughs> well, like mechanically it's capable, but the thing that like stops it is the this the integrated side steps. Okay, look, that's that's max ride height. That's like the highest ride height. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you probably have like maybe nine point something inches of ground. Ah, yeah. It's like it's not really good. And then the yeah the front uh, bumper is like integrated into the grill. So like if you really wanted to overland mod this, you can't because the whole front end is like one piece. You can't like just replace the bumper. Oh, she'd have uh, to actually like cut the grill. You have to cut it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to cut it. And well, that's what a lot of people are already doing with GX 460s, uh, you know, more yeah. recent Lexus GXs. So there's already a market who is willing to cut the front bumper in half. So, you know, they'll keep doing it. Gosh, but on a hundred and forty solid rear axle Arlo. still? Yeah, still solid rear axle. It's got a right. suspension, it's got the crawl control. It doesn't have a rear locker anymore, it's just the center. Oh, that's interesting. it'll do everything then. Yeah, it'll be fine. Ours gets over obstacles pretty well with just the center. So did Timons. Yeah. It's all about hmm. the tires, anyways, but other True. than that, I feel like in stock form though, it's pretty non capable, to be honest. You really have you have to buy that, which is one forty as is, and then immediately throw like five to six grand worth of stuff at it <laughs> and destroy the front end. <laughs> exactly, it'd be a baller move though. It's a baller move. Yeah, but that like wow, the floor is really high up. It is, dude, and they don't, it doesn't have the remember how the old ones used to have the bottom part that comes out. Yeah, Range Rover style. Yeah, yeah they got rid of that. What the heck? Split tailgates. That's the thing. They're Dude, the they, yeah. They got rid of it. Honestly, what I use it for this week is probably what most people will use it for. I just loaded it up with tons of diapers. <laughs> my, wife just, my wife and I just cruised around in it. But like, I would have taken it off road, but it just, I don't even, like, video already doesn't do it justice. And this thing couldn't go over, like, the same obstacles I would have taken, like, a Land Cruiser, for example. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so got a lot lower overhang in the front too. 
Yeah, so I was like, man, like it is capable. It's just you got to do some work to it. Like it's got all the hardware. It's it's just a really strange thing. It's like um, I don't know. It's like being able to lift like four hundred pounds, but you know, you're at a gym where they don't have anything over fifty pound weights. It's just like <laughs> it's like awesome. being an Olympic sprinter, but in high heels. <laughs> yes, dude. You're just you're just automatically just neutered. Wow. I mean, Lexus has always been the on-road one, so I guess that makes sense. But they're just not—they're yeah. just denying us the actual off-road Land Cruiser, yeah, which the rest of the world's getting. That's, that's the thing. It's like it's—it's so it's not even like you can be like, oh, well, the Lexus is the luxury one. I'll just go with the Land Cruiser. Like you don't even have that option anymore. Yeah. Now it's just oh, I guess I get the luxury one. Or... Wow. But the whole point of me saying that is the question was: someone commented on my TikTok video, and they're like, "I would take the GLS over." Yeah. The LX 600. So, would you guys take that over the LX? For that price, yes. If I'm spending that much money, I want it to be a BM or a Mercedes maxed out. No, That's I'd fair. still take the LX. Ben and I were just talking about the LX before yeah. we came on the podcast. Yeah, I was like, or, I really want to drive one. I would, would take you- the LX simply because, let's just say, I have $140,000 lying around to throw at a car. Mm-hmm. I have that extra five to cut the bumpers in half and do steal all the you know bumpers and rock sliders and then just have fun. <laughs> that's true. That's that's why. In my hypothetical situation, my money is hypothetical. So what does it matter? <laughs> that's true. So since we're talking hypothetical, do you think that person has a hypothetical twenty thousand dollar leeway to get a base model Maybach GLS or Mercedes Maybach GLS? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so then what would you get? <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, do you get the... I'm not a Benz kind of guy. I don't really like Mercedes in general. That's fair. Like, I guess they're great cars. They just don't... They're not my vibe, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, now, not... I, I guess you would just go get a Range Rover autobiography, personally. Yeah. And that would be my $150,000 SUV of choice. That's true. The new Range Rover is nice. I don't yeah. love MBUX. I feel like that's not quite luxury feeling to me like range rovers infotainment is much better looking mm-hmm. i not uh i guess action aside but it looks better um but i will say this one uh so it's power folding second and third rows uh the right seat on the third row kept not working um the transmission was giving me some issues a couple times uh you know just quirks <laughs> on a brand new Mercedes, which may have been romped on a lot by other journalists. So it's not exactly like everyone's example, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't, uh, wasn't super reliable even for me during one week, but still looked cool. Road great. <laughs> My only issue is MBUX. It's a great system, but it reminds me of Windows Vista Media Center, which yes, is like a very niche reference, does. but that's, it's got that glassy kind of, yeah, <laughs> everything, everything slides around. <laughs> everything like, yeah, is like they're obsessed with transparency, and I don't know. It just yeah, doesn't yeah. seem very. There's way too many gradients everywhere. Yes, um, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it works yeah. well and it looks impressive. But as having someone who had a media center use Windows Media Center, it's just so similar. I can't, and like it's so similar to the Vista era one. Yeah, so it's just bad flavor right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. What else have you been driving that's memorable for you? We haven't had you on in a while, so there's a little. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you the most memorable one here in a second. But I just, while I'm on the LX600 thought, I just thought of something else <laughs> that's super random. Okay, it uses the same engine that's in the new Tundra, the twin turbo mm-hmm. V6, because yep. there's no more V8. 
but why why doesn't the Lexus have the hybrid one, which is the more powerful? Like in my I, in my mind, the more yeah. luxurious setup. It doesn't even have it as an option. And I get the TRD Pro Thursday, which has the hybrid. And I'm like, oh, that'll be what is happening? Interesting comparison. Uh, yeah, yeah, it seems I, odd that they wouldn't give the better engine to the Lexus. I wonder if there's not enough room for that small battery pack or, or what. I don't know because I like the tank. base engine, honestly. And the Tundra, the new Tundra, I like. Yeah. The hybrid's fine, but I thought the base one was like kind of fun to romp on and yeah. simple. The only difference is that this, <laughs> I think this LX is heavier and it's shaped more like an, a condominium. So. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, the engine's working a lot more, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, is it, I'm sure it's not. Is it any more efficient than the old 5.7 V8? They, I I'm not sure if you even had one of the old ones, but I what, like, what are you seeing for efficiency? So out here in the hills of California, I had the LX, was it the 570 or whatever? Um, yeah. I was getting like 11 to 12 miles per, miles per gallon. This one I'm getting like 14, 15. Mm. Ooh. Uh, I mean, it's like, better nearly. Yeah, but I mean, I'm only getting like I think the tank is smaller. Like, I'm only getting like 264 miles of tank. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, that's our GX. Tank. Every every time you fill it up, it's like 270. It's all it ever does. Yeah, but yours is a V8 I, though. You know. Yeah. yeah. Or You still get to keep the V8, and you don't have to worry about the turbos, which have apparently <laughs> been having wastegate issues. Have you heard of that? No, that's shocking to oh, hear. Actually. Cool. Yeah, all the Tundras like the first whole batch of tundras got sent back because they all the wastegates weren't working properly mm-hmm. and their engines were messing up that's very un toyota like too yeah yeah tell me about it like, crazy. Well, you know even toyota misses the mark sometimes you know yeah. bz4x whatever we're calling that now i don't remember the right letters but you have uh, right they'll get the some right. Oh, I was right okay this forks um this forks. <laughs> yeah kind of like Little things there, you know. Kyle had the VZ4X in California this week, and yeah, it took five and a half hours to charge to full on a DC fast charge. Actually, he didn't not even full. full. Yeah, Forrest, five and a half hours, zero to ninety nine, and then he gave up. But it's reliable. (laughs) 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 I don't know. That's just that's what I assume every Toyota person would say. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a great car if you just drive it around town, charge it home. But yeah, road trip not not good for road trips. Um, But he'll tell us more about that at some point. Um, And then uh, yeah, I guess the Mirai was awesome. Uh, Yeah, what else? you guys just had the Rivian, which I also just had. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Not yeah, talked about a lot. Ride. I did. Like, wait, who? Jordan or? <clears throat> uh, I think both of you guys had it for a little while. Yeah, like yeah, five days. Yeah. So your, your camping trip with it, making the speaker and doing all that, that, that was a good test, like lived with almost. Yeah. Wait, me? Mm-hmm. Oh, where I took up the mountain? Yeah, yeah. You Dude, used the okay. frunk. You, I didn't get to use the frunk as a cooler. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't realize. I didn't realize it had a drain. Once I saw the drain, I immediately was like, "I'm doing it." Yep. Yes. <laughs> but it's like, um, sorry, I was gonna say there. Okay, here's something not talked about. I need to tell you about all the issues we have with the truck. All right, shoot. Yeah, okay. I'm excited to hear it, Dude. Okay, so. The biggest issue we had, so we had five people. We're all, let's estimate and say we're all about 200 pounds. So we loaded that truck up, five people. 
we pull out all of our gear in the gear tunnel, like ice and tons of drinks under the hood while we went up the mountains, ice and stuff sloshing around in there. Um, so you're talking what, two, four, six, eight, ten thousand pounds worth of people in like a seven thousand pound truck. So you're talking about eight thousand pounds roughly, mm-hmm. yep. which is ridiculously heavy. And the air compressor, like seventy five percent of the way up, overheated one time. <laughs> and over, I tried, over the suspension yeah and so I, we tried to oh. we tried to lift it and it said air compressor too hot or something like that i have a video of it somewhere but basically we had to wait like 10 15 minutes for it to like cool off and then it raised it to the max right height <laughs> i think kyle ran into that too on the we, trails yeah we yeah. had air suspension issues i uh, wonder yeah. if that's going to be an issue Dude, I was like, maybe it's my an thought. undersized compressor. It runs a little too much. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, dude. Because you see how big the compressor is on the Hummer EV. Mm-hmm. Like, I have not they're, actually. They're is it like massive, dimensionally large? Yeah, they're huge. Like oh, wow. bigger than my head and my hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're sizable. <laughs> it's it's pretty impressive how big it is. Yeah. But I think that's a good idea because there's so much weight. Just even standing still, there's so much weight pushing down on that suspension and mm-hmm. the and the compressor. And I'm like, dude, that has to last like five to eight years. Mm-hmm. But going up and down like that with all that weight with people. Yeah, and yeah. yeah and an electric truck, it's going to get a lot more use. It's not just sitting at one height till you tell it otherwise. It's going up and down all the time for aerodynamics and drive modes and handling yep. and stuff. And yeah, you know, like over Lexus has air suspension in the rear, but. It only levels itself when you put weight back there, so it really doesn't do anything ninety five percent of the time. Yep, the Rivian's always going, especially once you go above like what? What is it, Jordan? Like eighty or something? It'll lower to the aero mode. Yeah. So it's constantly going up and down, up and down, up and down. And then it's rough ride. Aero mode is not as comfortable. No, it's pretty bouncy. I mean, it's not a bad truck. It's just like you know, just like any new startup, they have their issues. Yep. Oh yeah. But, I'm sure there will be like uh, air compressor heat sinks and cooling mods and stuff. That I, hopefully it's in a semi-accessible place. Even yeah. yeah, is it in like the front or the rear of the truck? Or what do you mean? The compressor for this is uh, when it buzzes. Do you hear which end it's on? I don't know. It's, it's like all the way around. It must be right? Quiet. It, yeah, it takes forever though. Once once you get it, like once it works a lot. Um, like if it's like if if it's warm, not like hot to where like the notification shows up. If it's like right before that's about to happen, it takes a long time for it to lift up, like five minutes. Yeah. Doesn't feel like it's oh, very wow. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> unimpressive. Like underpowered. Yes. Yeah. It's like the Lexus I'm in now you raise it and it's like it's like <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> done. Two motions. The Rivian's like <laughs> uh, yeah for, the, for those that can't see it was really slow <laughs> the gls yeah. is uh uh it, it can go like what four different heights but you can never tell what height you're in without going into info and then vehicle and then hit full screen and then it'll show you that's so weird it's kind of annoying but yeah. i guess that's not really you know, the point credit to land rover who is somehow kind of notoriously known for like air suspension which is not reliable i have done a lot of off-roading in land rovers and never seen the air compressor for the suspension overheat 
I spent two and three days in the Defender in the desert um, on the border of Mexico. They did fine. We were moving them up and down all day because wow. we were doing access height every time we got out of them and we were getting out of them all the time. So we'd, they'd slam down and they'd go right back up every time. Yep. Uh, or they don't have a temperature sensor and it was just burning and no one knew. <laughs> I assume it has a temperature sensor. It's a very JLR thing. <laughs> you never know. Uh, Forrest, what do you think of the e-tron GT? Uh, you had a brown I, one, right? Or yeah, the what, tactical what color? green. Uh, it looks brown. Oh, tactical. It, it looks like baby poop green. Yeah, you can get the new <laughs> S8 in that color. I can't imagine anyone doing that. Oh, but, no. Or buying an no. S8 to begin with. <laughs> um, it's it's a good it's a good car. Um, it's I don't know. I don't like the um, the front interior. Like when you get in and out, the my biggest complaint is when you get in and out on the driver or passenger side. Me and my wife, it seems like whatever height you are, you're gonna like almost bang your knee on the dash because it like I wish I had a picture of it, but when you open mm. the door, it almost yeah. like sticks out. It's really hard yeah. to explain. Yeah, I think it, it does that in the regular e-tron kind of too, because I do. Yes, or I owned a regular SUV e-tron and that. I did hit my knee in it a couple yeah. times. It's yeah, their like the, dash design. It yeah. like juts out. Yeah, it's it's like, for an angular, beautiful car, you have to sacrifice something. Well, because well, I actually do like the. It should be noted the Taycan on the same platform. I do not hit my knee on. So, and I have, I'm big, yeah. I have to duck when I get into it because it's kind of a small opening, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have that problem with the Taycan. It's just the e-tron, but the e-tron is easier to get into the back. Whereas the Taycan is like a full on gymnastics exercise. Yeah. Into the back. Oh, yeah. Cause you can like tuck your feet under the front seat if you want to sit back <laughs> yeah. there. And if the feet has gone into like easy entry position, you're just trapped. <laughs> yeah. It's easily claustrophobic for me. And I don't, it takes a lot for me to get claustrophobic and that backseat does it for me. Yep. <laughs> it's better than the 911, but you know that's a low bar. This has <laughs> rear doors. This is true. <laughs> Man, Etron uh, Audi does have better cool. wheels. I feel like. It, well, I mean, there's some good Taycan wheels, but for vehicles on the same platform, money. more of the Audi wheel choices seem to be like universally appealing. Or mm-hmm. some of the Taycan wheels are kind of just like ones that look like frisbees. Those are bad. They're real bad. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. So, Forrest, did, did you prefer, like, between the Etron GT and the Taycan, because I know you spent time at both now, did you prefer, mm-hmm. do you prefer one infotainment to the other? Like the Audi one or the Porsche oh, one? Oh, for, for sure. I think, um, I think if you were to get both cars and, like, make the perfect car out of both, you mm-hmm. would have the Taycan's handling and cool like electric sound specifically the electric sound from the gts because it's like a lot more pronounced than that model yeah it sounds really really cool um but then it would have all of audi's infotainment with all of audi's ambient lighting and audi's hvac oh yeah audi's hvac Taycan sucks at Yes. The multicolor ambient lighting they just stick like an led under one of the doors and just shines (laughs) a big like spotlight of color that you've chosen. It's Ugh. not like there's no strips or real cool yeah. anything except for no. cup holders. It's it sort of just looks like someone did an AliExpress 
ambient yes. lighting setup. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yes, dude. It's crazy. I was it's going funny. to buy it, and then I actually sat in the car, and I'm like, wow, this looks so much worse with it than it does without it. <laughs> Dude, it's funny because the interior of the entire Taikon, the two best things of the interior of the Taikon that I've seen on every trim level is the cool roof on the GTS. Mm. So yep. once again, per- perfect car, you'd have that cool roof, you'd have the dynamics and sound of the Taikon with the power and handling, whatever. You would have the Taikon's curve screen, keep that. Yeah. But yep. then get rid of the bottom screen in the Taycan, get rid of the passenger screen, and then the main screen, make it Audi's, like, sort of, or at least make it match the the driving display, because it's like, it's like, the other three screens are running 720, and the driving display is running, like, 4K. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is noticeably different. Oh, yeah, it's, and it's, it's like, crazy. so laggy in comparison, I'm like, what the heck, the, like, refresh rates are different, I'm like, what the... It's just really strange. <laughs> the Taycan we raced to Vegas had um, a serious issue. If we tried to, because you know how on the driver's display you can adjust the four things you can put in your custom display. Yeah. Um, we had an issue where if we adjust, if we tried to adjust more than one line at a time, it would brick the system. So I'm like driving down I-70 at like 75 miles an hour and having to do the uh, like press both. Uh, press the corner of the screen to two fingers press, on the clock yeah go into engineering mode and then reboot it and then <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it was bad um and it was exactly that was the issue like if i adjusted one line it would do it and then i have to close back out and completely go back to the home screen then go back to the settings and find it again adjust that's it weird line. it was such a weird bug um, weird. but hopefully it's updated now i don't know but, I mean, I think my car might have newer software, presumably. It's a year newer car. It doesn't do mm-hmm. that. I, I did configure mine without breaking it. I haven't tried <laughs> since, though. <laughs> Maybe it's a recent issue. Uh, yeah. I know Logan's had to do that a few times on his, too. So, I don't know. Oh, really? Yep. Um, Forrest, you also had my favorite car, like, ever, NSX. Type S. Dude. Tell me all about it. That is my dream car. Like, if I had the money, I would buy one immediately. Same. It is the best looking car on sale, I think. Dude, it looks so good. And like, oh my (laughs) gosh, it's such a phenomenal car. And like, it's one of those vehicles where like, if you had, I think it was like, what, 170? Something like that? Mm -hmm. 175? Let's let's just say 180. Dude. Yeah. And they only made... 250 for the world, like 150 for America, and only like 50 in that color. So you spend 180 and immediately, like, basically made double just by buying that vehicle. You probably sell it for two times as much next year. Yeah. Yeah. And you have one of the rarest cars in the world instantaneously. (laughs) Instantaneously. And the coolest part with the Type S is that, like, visually, it looks different than every other NSX that has ever been made. So, like, and it looks the best. Yes. Oh yeah, it's like a little. It's more aggressive in all the right ways. Yeah, dude. Um, the, the infotainment, everything. The infotainment is horrific. But other than that, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> and I hate the cup holders. I'm like, dude, for a supercar, you can literally daily drive. Like I drove that around. I'm pretty sure I put like a little bit more miles than they told me I I could put on there. <laughs> like like 50 more than allowed. But um, dude, it's just so good to drive and it's easy to get in get out whereas like a mclaren you drive for like two hours and you're like ready to get into anything else 
Yep. Yeah, you're just um, beat up. Yours are yeah. Like you're all right. All right. And McLaren's yeah. actually ride really well too, compared to most other cars out there. Supercars, that is. They do. They do. Most of it is like the getting in and out, the the noise. Though the noise is great. Yeah. It's like after two hours of it, you kind of like get headache. Um, <laughs> and it's like scary fast. Whereas this is fast, but it's not like it feels like a, a lot more controllable. Whereas McLaren, you have, mm-hmm. to have like some level skill. Yeah, you get yeah. awesome launch control out of the hybrid system. But I'm curious, how legit is the EV mode? Because you can't charge it. So it's just like a normal hybrid. But like, you know, in the Toyotas, they kind of have a BS, like Prius mm-hmm. EV button, which like, as far as I can tell, does literally nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how this far one... can you go? How fast can you go, theoretically? So in far? The... I'm sure it's like a mile, really. But like, yeah. can you actually do some speed with it? or you can... I think I did like... If you're going below like 60, like maybe um, around town or certain roads, you could probably do up to like 40 miles an hour in EV mode. Um, I The highest I did was about 50. That was like real light throttle. And for the Type S specifically, they gave it more battery capacity. So you can drive further on EV mode and you can like accelerate harder in EV mode. So like you can push the pedal a little bit more without it switching straight over into gas. Um, yeah. So surprisingly, I drove around in like fully electric mode quite a bit, especially if you're driving around town or whatever. And it's the best thing because people see it drive by and then they double take so hard because they're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> they're like, that thing is driving around like completely silent. That's awesome. Yeah. You it's could use it thing. like if it's it's probably got a loud startup when you start the engine up. Can you start it up in EV mode and like stealth your way out of the driveway and then you know switch over? No, um, as as far oh, as I know, the engine noise every time. Every time you can like turn on the accessory power and switch it into quiet and start it up, but you still get the startup from the engine. It's just like quieter. Uh-huh. Um, but then as soon as you put it into reverse, it, the engine will stay on. But the moment you go into drive, it'll cut it off and then go into EV mode. <laughs> Yeah, it's really strange, but um, it's, strange. it's like it's like a step up from like a Toyota hybrid, where like you can drive in EV mode a little bit more, but it's still similar in a lot of ways to where like if you accelerate too hard, it'll switch over to gas and all yeah. that. But it's an interesting it's, idea. It's a good yeah. point. Yeah. How's the ELS sound system in that thing? It's great, mostly because I mean, if you're driving around in quiet mode, um, the, engine, <laughs> the engine is actually pretty quiet and quiet mode it has like silencers in the exhaust so like it'll make it wow like you're driving a little four-cylinder economy car or something yeah and so you can just hear it a lot better whereas like in a mclaren for example you have like a bowers and wilkins and a twin turbo v8 behind your head with like crazy whistling turbos <laughs> so, yeah, that's all you hear yeah it's all part it's of all the here, dude. Yeah. I'm like someone asked me on like one of my videos or like um how's the sound system I'm like you literally can't hear it. Like, <laughs> it shouldn't even especially, be one. <laughs> dude, especially since I had the the spider. I'm like, there's no point in even turning it on. <laughs> yeah, if you if you paid to option the 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 Bowers and Wilkins in this car, you are crazy, dude. Yeah, I'm just yeah, just spending money just to spend it at that point. Exactly. Build sheet <laughs> specs. It's like it's like paying for a golden spoon to eat your dinner with. And, and then giving it back at the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Would you, uh, uh, what else have y'all driven that y'all, you guys have liked lately? 
I'm so I'm super excited because the GLS goes back tomorrow and they're leaving the i4 M50 with me. Ooh. So spicy BMW electric four series. Um, me and Kyle drove it in Vegas in January, but um, I didn't really get to spend. I mean, we spent like 20 minutes with it. So this is going to be like an actual dedicated. Let's see how it does. See how it charges. See how the range is. We're going to do everything with it. Um, at least that we can. So it's an all wheel drive car too. Yes. Dual motor. Okay. All wheel drive, dual motor, slightly more powerful rear motor. Um, yeah. Should be really interesting. I just love this thing. Um, still slightly blocked out grill on the front, just like the IX, but not just like the IX. The IX looks a little funkier. Um, I don't think it's necessarily bad. Well, it's 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 kind of bad, <laughs> but the the I've gotten used to the IX, I guess I should say. But this thing just looks awesome. Um, I saw Savage Geese's video on it, um, and they nailed it on the title. I don't know how I'm going to top this. But I think it, they said um, impressively normal because that's, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it's it's just like a normal BMW 4 Series, but, oh, it's electric, um, which is interesting because I think usually when cars are electrified, it's like, wow, they've got, suddenly got way better performance, better dynamics, just better everything. And in this case, it's almost like, what would you rather have? Would you have like a really great B58 powertrain with a ZF transmission and just handle it on the limits that way or would you take the um electric version which is also extremely capable it's almost like what flavor do you want i like that you have options um so yeah not probably not quite m4 spicy level but i really really like this thing and i'm excited to see how it how it goes i think it's got active dampening uh, rear air suspension um so yeah just see how everything works. I've never really spent much time with the BMW infotainment. So I want to see what I think of that. I'll probably do an entire video on the infotainment just by itself because it is relatively new. Um, I don't know if we mentioned on the earlier podcast, but we, I found my hero. I found the engineer at BMW who develops the wireless CarPlay and Android auto functions for BMW. Like he's the head guy for CarPlay and Android auto. And I was like, listen, your system connects the fastest of all of them. Thank you for your service. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you appreciate that. My Mini connects almost as soon as the car is on. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's incredible. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited to play yeah. this thing. Yeah. Um, Speaking I of my Mini, that's basically what I've been driving. I actually filmed a uh, six-month update with it recently. I think it's going live on the channel tomorrow. Uh, outer spec reviews and it's basically i answer the question do i regret buying such a small range mini in today's world <laughs> yeah so what's the range uh, uh, epa rate 112 miles mm. for the 2022 model here nice um yep. which in reality is all you need because i've never that particular car i've not needed any more of but I'm not going to go any further. You want to watch my video and me stumble through it for the first time ever. <laughs> you can do that tomorrow when it goes live. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess to, to add on to whatever you say in the video, um, how do you feel? How do you feel about it? What's, what's, what's additional thoughts and feelings after six months? So 
Uh, overall, I definitely don't regret it. I think for the money, it's definitely worth it's it's a great value. Uh, if you're just using it as a straight commuter car, just runabout city car, going to the grocery store, the gym, uh, back and forth to work, that is where that car excels. If you can plug it in every night, I think you should have at home charging at least a level two charger with it. You are going to be fine. You'll never even think about gas again. Um, but if you're buying a car and you plan to go on long road trips, I would look elsewhere and spend a little bit more money to get a more range. Um, yeah. And it only charges at 50 kilowatts fast charging. So it's not super fast, but the battery is so tiny that it doesn't take that long. It has a pretty good charging curve um, nice. from what I understand. I'm going to do a full test on that this week. So we'll see. Nice. But overall, love the Mini, especially in uh, British Racing Green, as they should be. Yeah, always love the Minis. Um, yeah, I think uh, if it had like 150 or 200 miles, I would probably have one. Uh, I think the next I, one will. I've uh, calculated that's like what I would time. need. Like like if we still had the 500E Fiat, I would probably have one because that's about what I need for my daily driving stuff. Just because I'm driving to Fort Collins and back, which is 135 miles round trip. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I had no idea you lived that far from the office. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's actually more convenient than we expected. I guess it's not convenient. It's just how can we use that to our benefit? And I live, you know, in Denver, which is where a lot of car stuff happens. On one hand, I get why Kyle lives in Fort Collins. On the other hand, there's no car stuff up there, so. We have to come to Denver for everything. Um, so I live, we always argue about who lives in the better place. And I, I'm going to say I do. Um, but, you know, for like range test, he's in a great spot because he's like the last town before Wyoming. So you can just drive an EV till it hits 50% and drive it back. Easy. Um, but I live right by the best charging test location. So we'll use that to our van. So I'm going to do a charging test on the I-4 and then he'll do a range test. And I've oh. also been driving a throwback uh, for the weekend, uh, Volvo S90. Uh, it's been a minute since I've been in a Volvo car, but it just makes me miss my V90 is all it's done. Um, but surprisingly, even just for a, a standard T5, it's mm. a really nice car. Uh, I completely understand why people buy them, though nobody buys the S90 because nobody buys sedans anymore. <laughs> but, Every time uh, I see one, though, it's like, really oh, nice. that's so good. Volvo oh, I think styling. it looks great. I would buy one of these over a seven series for sure. Yeah. Um, wait, it's got so more character. What, what do you think of like the, yeah. the plug-in hybrids? Have, have any of you guys driven PHEV Volvos much? Yeah, we drove the V60 Polestar a ton. I'm fucking in love with that car. Yeah, I, yeah. I would That's love to have one. one. Should have bought one. Yeah. I don't have a way to justify it because it like 70 grand. Yeah. It's a compromised sports car and kind of a compromised electric vehicle in a way. Yeah. And it and it's not the sportiest, nor does it have the best EV performance. And it's a bit expensive. But even though it checks none of my boxes, I really want one deeply. <laughs> yeah. Um they are they gonna put the updated hybrid setup in are they gonna make like a new Polestar? Because I they just upped it to where like I think the new plug-in hybrids now get up to like mid to high 30s in like EV only range, and it's making like 455 horsepower. 
Yep. Yeah. So yes. you can actually get they the now, or with the new one. The extended, I think they call it, the uh, recharge extended. So yeah, it's 455 horsepower and like 516 foot-pounds of torque now. Dude. So that, that... I mean, that's pretty crazy. And it's the same price. The price, I don't think, changed at all on that car. What? Okay, that's, so that's pretty impressive. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's cool. pretty intriguing. Wonder... Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that would make it. Because that was my only issue with the... Uh with the Polestar engineered ones, I'm just like, ah, I was like, it was good, but it like, I feel like it needed to be turned up just a little bit. And um, yep. yeah, like, like I think 450 is great. I think it's a good horsepower number. Mm-hmm. Um, and, especially uh, with the suspension. Force, mm-hmm. you get the C40 soon, right? Tomorrow. Nice. Wait, can you hear me? Yep. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I tested the one. C40 just for, you know, at a regular dealership. Cause I was interested. I've been interested in the C40 for a while. Yeah. Um, and I really liked it. Uh, I mean, they're super fast. I like the coupe look, so I think it looks way better than the XC40, like a hundred <laughs> times better. And it has amber turn signals. It like looks cool. <laughs> Dude, Jordan texted me earlier, and he was like, "Oh, I get the i4 soon." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I get the C40." And Jordan's like, "I don't know. I prefer the X. Wait, XC40, XC40 right? Yeah, yeah. recharge." Yeah. And I told him, I was like, "Dude, I was like." You get a little bit more practicality with XC40 recharge, but I think the C40 recharge is cool because you can only get that body style in the EV mm-hmm. like powertrain. So I feel like people know for sure when they see it, okay, that's the electric one. Whereas you can easily get the XC40 and XC40 recharge kind of confused, and it doesn't stand out as much as I feel like. Which could one- could be a benefit if you don't that's want true. any sort of flashiness. But that's true. I so I will yeah, say twenty ones you can get on the C forty look so good, and that's all that matters, <laughs> dude. Those yeah. like five spokes, yeah, yeah. the big blade, the, ones. the chunky ones. I know, so yeah, good. those are so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, Volvo does carpet. wheels really blue well carpet. for some reason, which is odd for a company like Volvo to do. I mean, you would think yeah. that like, and meanwhile, sometimes you look at a BMW and you're like, why are they thinking with that wheel? And they should be good at it. Yeah, yeah BMW yeah. usually has like way too many spokes. Yes. Oh, all the time. Yeah, I just saw an M8 today. It had like 54 spokes on each wheel. I'm like, that's in the butt. <laughs> Tell me why I was about to say that exact same number. So, <laughs> uh, what color is your C40? Do you know that you're gonna use it? Fjord blue. Um, they sent me the. Um, I'm going to let me. I'm just curious. It actually looks really good in red, uh, fusion red. I think it is. I've only I've seen, seen it in blue. I've only seen two in real life. Uh, just one today and then one a couple days ago. Well, you can only get the blue carpet with Fjord blue or white. Mm-hmm. Or ice white, I think it's called in the exterior. I will say the the in renders, I didn't like it as much. But now that I've seen it in person, I like XC40 and C40 about the same. Just different. like. Different oh, I love it. Vibes. Okay, here we go. Um, okay. It says C40 Recharge Twin Ultimate. What does the twin part mean? Twin motor. Uh, twin, yeah, twin motor. Because we only, in the United States, we only get it one way. The twin ultimate. In Europe, you can get, I think, just like the front wheel drive version. Like the Polestar. With like yeah. two, I think they have a smaller battery. And you can get one that's like less ultimate as far as options are concerned with less features. <laughs> yeah, no Harman Kardon or smaller yeah. wheels. They should Probably get it another glass roof and all that. They should bring out another special edition called the Pint Ultimate. And it's just <laughs> like absolute 
banging everything. Uh, but wouldn't that be Wilkins. like second best, right? I think that's I second to best. Yeah, penultimate is like second. Yeah, so don't, it'd be the trim down from ultimate. Oh. Mm. Yep. Or the single motor, because you got the twin ultimate, you got the like the single child ultimate. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I, I, yeah, right. I bet you they just call it the recharge because <laughs> oh, Wolf was very right. creative like that. Poverty drivetrain. <laughs> it doesn't say I mean, um, a paint color. Uh, I'm, I'm it re- just I'm says metallic paint. Okay, so it's not black. <laughs> I think their black is the only flat color. Because Thunder Gray, I think, is even metallic. He has a metallic to it. Yeah, it, it it's a six hundred ninety five dollar paint option. So I'm gonna quickly go to OZ forty and see what my choices could be. Oh, sage green. Do Jordan sage green, right? I love sage green. Here, I'll just. Uh, build <laughs> I don't it know right if here. I like sage green on the C forty though. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I just think it needs to look forty. Yeah, so I just want that blue. That's all I want, honestly. Oh yeah, Fjord Blue. That's one that I drove. Amazing. It's a great color in person. Um, that's how I would how, order it. How much real world miles have people been getting in this? Because the website says two hundred plus, but then if you go into like details of Volvo's website, it says like two fifty something. So hmm. I think it's rated. Yeah, there you go. It, like I was going to say two twenty something. So I think at the real world, people are not quite hitting that from what I understand. You know, that's a pretty optimistic figure. <laughs> These cars seem to oh, are they only doing the C40 with those big five-spoke wheels? There's no other option? Yeah, you only get one wheel choice. Oh, that's perfect because they, they, they're great. There's you nothing wrong with those. Oh, they're, they're 20s. Beautiful. I thought they were 21s. Well, somebody needs 20s. to make a 21-inch version of them. Red is well, the good. car actually sits lower than the XC40, too. Oh, really? Yep, so that it sits does, lower and has a lower roof line. That does look good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, it could be Actually, any I color. think this front three quarters... Yeah, it could literally be any Maybe color. my least favorite <laughs> angle of that car. I really like the rear three-quarter. Mm-hmm. That's, That's where cool. it's at, right there. That's the view. Yep. Yeah, like those spoilers. That's so cool. I would add, like, three more spoilers. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, love this thing. Yeah, dude. It's basically every color except for black is $695. So. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be a first surprise, but I'm excited to see which one you get or and hear your yeah. opinion of it. It's pretty fast. I forgot how fast they are. And they have 408 it horsepower, so black, I mean, it, it moves. Yeah, because yeah, they don't have uh, driving modes, right? So it's just like, depends how you Skidding. use the accelerator. Yeah. Um, yeah I just hope it has those blue carpets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would look so good mm-hmm. on TikTok. Uh, yeah, dude. And that, I like the, the vibrant stuff does well. Yeah, the blue carpet is is amazing. It's all recycled material. Oh, and so I cool. love the that like that backlit design on the dash. It's like yeah. topographic oh. at night. That's all lit up white like that. It's really cool. Oh, oh. that's so cool. That reminds love. me of the Rolls Royce art gallery thing um, for the dashboard yes. trim you can do, where you commission your own artwork for it. It's very cool. That's neat. Except it's wow attempt the price yeah mm-hmm. yeah really <laughs> like that and virtually identical in every other way 
Um, News-wise, I wanted to mention a few things because the Supra is finally getting a manual, which, yeah, it's no like brand mm-hmm. new news, but it's a big deal because a lot of people... It was almost like the cliche thing to be like, yeah, it's good, but it should have a manual. And now they're giving it a manual. Is it I a Toyota manual? for uh, dealers to charge two. I think they said they were making the, the manual uh, in-house or something. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. So it won't be necessarily the driving um, you know, performance of like a BMW car with the same engine in their manual. Um, so I'm curious to see how that compares. And for now, it's just going to be the three liter i'm sure they'll bring it to the two liter eventually because they're trying to bring something new every year so they got to trickle it down somehow mm-hmm. hmm. that's a good point because um bmw manuals are so hit or miss whereas for the most part toyota manuals yeah. are pretty rock solid yeah have you yeah, done like the gr86 smith manual mm, i haven't wait yes i have I'm sorry, I have done the GR86 with manual. It was like a base model with the manual transmission. Last Toyota manual I drove was a 2000 Celica GTS. It was terrible. But I'm sure it's gotten a lot better since then. That's so funny. I just, I'm I'm obsessed with the Supra. I just think, um, yeah. 500 limit though? Surely they'll make more. Uh, I, uh, I think they're that the so I thought they're only make 500, but they're making a limited 500 unit run of the A91 MT, which oh. is like a special edition. But I think the manual transmission will be available on all the models without a limit. Yep. Um, and you okay, get like that good. special cognac tan interior. I was really disappointed for a minute because I thought they were only making 500. I'm like, you guys, you can't do this. <laughs> yeah. You can't say, oh, no one wants to buy manuals and only make 500. That would be so frustrating. Yeah, now, no, here's what will happen. They won't do it again because not enough enthusiasts will get the manual. That always seems Yeah, nobody will actually buy it who says they want it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, man, I really want this is a manual. And then those are the people like, I can't wait for the manual ones to get cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for it to be used. <laughs> Which helps Toyota not at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's. I mean, at least get it certified pre owned, you know, right. so they can count the figure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm intrigued by the Supra. This makes me a little bit more inclined to maybe want to buy one, but at the same time, I just don't know if it's a car for me. So, overall, yeah. I don't know if I'd live with that car every day. I would I just never buy one. I hit my head on the, the door frame. Every yeah. Time. <laughs> well, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> but the C40, on the other hand, you could buy. <laughs> I, I could. You know what's funny, dude? I've, um, I've been going back and forth because we don't own a car. And we're thinking about what car to get and blah, 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 blah. And I've been yeah, talking like my, sure. my my tax guy. And he's like, well, you have all these options. You can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And he's like, you can lease it and write off every lease payment. So you technically get the car for free. And I'm like, well, that sounds cool. But then you only have a certain <laughs> amount of miles. And I don't know, dude. There's just so many things. Because yeah, now that I have like an established LLC, you can take advantage of like, like if you bought like a plug-in hybrid, you can take advantage of the tax credits and like one vehicle that i thought for a hot second about getting which is so random but um i don't think this video get i don't think this car gets enough credit pacifica hybrid dude like <laughs> yes. oh absolutely that's get enough, the, i love seeing those plugged in dude yeah full federal them. tax credit 7500 federal tax credit right so like let's say if i owe 20 grand in taxes right then that's 7500 of that 
it weighs oh, it weighs sixty three hundred pound gross weight. So that's over the six thousand pound limit already. Yeah, and then it gets yeah. like thirty three miles. You can write miles. the whole car off then, dude. It's like thirty three miles just on electric, and like that's a heavy vehicle. It's like a thousand pounds heavier than like a Rav Four Prime, and Rav Four <laughs> Prime is doing like high thirties. So the fact that doesn't minivan doing low thirties on just electric is like really impressive and i don't think anyone talks about that enough i was gonna say i think you're right i think that is very overlooked and you definitely don't hear about it enough what that is, is that, <laughs> that is not a plug-in <laughs> that is um a riced out pacifica and that's the funniest thing i've ever seen google images is a scary place um yeah no pacific hybrid is awesome um what's Especially like the pinnacle trip Oh yeah. Oh, they what? do have. They didn't have the pinnacle when they first came out with it. What's the range? No. The EV only range. Mm-hmm. I think it's like thirty-two miles. That's solid. yeah. It's like low thirties. I don't yeah. know the exact number. I haven't built one in a while. Or Jordan, so. you can Google it. My internet's running slow for some reason. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna yeah build one. Gonna build one. They're like sixty <laughs> grand. They're pretty expensive. Yeah, they're not. They're like <laughs> no. they money. Which is weird because it's a Chrysler. I'm just like, oh, yikes. <laughs> it's like 7, the only vehicle Chrysler makes now. 7,500 cash credit, tax yep. credit. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're in any danger of running out of that soon, to be honest. <laughs> no, dude. No. I was going to say, I can't remember the last time I saw one of these. The only uh, thing I, is... I do see them. We see them in our area because we're in like a tech hub. And so, like, tech, like, like you got to get something that has, like, three rows, all that stuff. There aren't many three-row, like, hybrids and EVs, you know? No. Especially if you don't want to drop Model X money. Like, that's the only real game in town, I feel like, for three-row. Like, yeah. actual three-row where you have a space in it. Yeah. It's just shocking to me that um, that three-row minivan is a plug-in hybrid and gets, like, ten more miles than, like, a Wrangler EHEV or like a um a grand the new Grand Cherokee four by eight. I'm just like, dude, that's, yeah, that's like actually impressive. And that came out like what two years prior to those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came out a number of years ago now, and they're they're also a six cylinder. They're not a turbo four or anything. Like it's just a straight up V six. Yeah, V six with a hybrid. Like so, hey, it's pretty pretty cool. I guess you don't get any options other than paint color. Is that the uh, yeah, one issue I know of with this is that you don't get any like control over the EV and hybrid modes. It just does yeah. what it wants, and you got to mm-hmm. live with that, which is kind of annoying. As like, you know, when you're an EV enthusiast, you're kind of EV adjacent, where you're like, I want full power, but I don't want that engine to come on. Eh, you have yeah. to fight it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, weird. So then, how do you go just thirty? Two miles just on electric. You just, strange. you just drive in a way that doesn't trigger the engine. I don't know exactly what the parameters <laughs> were. It's yes. not necessarily like full throttle will always trigger mm-hmm. it, but like temperature for like heating and cooling can, you know, yeah. like I think heat prim- primarily will come from the engine. So I think if it like in the winter, like it's tougher because it's going to want to run the engine to generate heat instead of, I mean, you know, running in EV mode. That's probably better to be honest because have you ever tried to explain? the point of a plug-in hybrid to a non-car person like oh it's it's like a foreign language dude i feel like an idiot they're like so <laughs> it's so like what's the point of having the plug i'm like so you can drive just on electric 
and they're like, then why don't you just get an EV? I'm like, because you want the safety net of like gas. They're like, so if it's a hybrid, can it drive like half on electric and half on gas? It's like, no, you can only go 30 miles. I'm like, so what's the point? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> this conversation was with my wife, by the way. <laughs> I've definitely talked to some non-car people about like PHEVs and they're just like, so do I have to plug it in? Like they don't want to. I'm like, yeah. no, that's the point of paying the extra for this one is that you would plug it in. If you don't want to plug it in, you don't get the hybrid. That's just how it works pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But then they're like, so wait, I got to pay for charging and I got to pay for gas? I'm like, yeah. yes. <laughs> they're like, and then you say yes and you're like, hmm, this is awkward. The best way I've come across explaining it to people is what if you could get two gallons of gas for free every night? You by simply plugging a cable into the car, you get two free yeah. gallons every morning when you start your drive. That's what it does. When those gallons drop, the engine turns on. It's a normal car, yeah. but it, it's it's cutting costs that way, and that kind of helps. But some people yeah. are like, oh, "Wait, what do I do when I need gas?" I'm like, "You fill it up." Still, like, yep. <laughs> or then it's even more complicated when you explain the fact that some plug-in hybrids you can use the, the engine to charge the battery, which uses more gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because that question I was going to up. So just can't you just use the battery or the engine to charge the battery? Yes, but that's not how it's meant to be used. Yes. It's like it's only in, like, an emergency, and they're like, but what's the emergency? And you're like, uh. I will say the only time that was like, oh, wait, this is really great, is when I had the Jeep. Uh, the Wrangler, crap, 4x. Wrangler 4x. Wrangler 4x. I was blanking. Um, I saw, I saw I was, your eyes glaze over yeah literally um i i went to go do some trails and i was like i want to do trails in electric mode and oh the battery is not charged so i just charged it on my way to the trail and then did the trails in all electric which was awesome um so that's like the one use case but i feel like that's a very rare use case oh sure. <laughs> i mean you could be going from one city to another and then want to have some charge for you know new york traffic jam when you get there that's an option yeah. too yeah yeah that's that's very true. Uh, and you, in most European uh, country, countries, you will have cities that have uh, like a, a non-emissions zone where when you're in that city center, you have to be running in electric mode no matter what, or you pay yeah. a higher tax when you enter the city center. So that's what a lot of it's for as well. But yeah. in the U.S., we don't really utilize that. It's uh, yeah. more for like nerding out and being specific about where you might want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that was a real good point Ben because I remember seeing that in like Top Gear where they're like I think he was talking about the it was when he filmed the not Top Gear wait um <laughs> Grand Tour Grand Tour no Grand Tour I yeah I it's on Amazon it's a Grand Tour but no, he did like, film with an I8 a few years ago on Top Gear before they weren't on okay Top Gear. it was before Top Gear stopped so they were still on top gear as the main three and he's driving the i8 and i think it's like one of the last two seasons and he's like yeah i can drive in gas talk he talks about he can drive it fast you brake hard it recharges the battery and then when he gets into whatever town which requires like no emissions he can turn into electric mode and i was like oh that's so mm-hmm. cool yeah. but yeah out here in america it doesn't make any sense because we don't we don't have yeah. Most like plugins that are sold across, you know, both sides of the, you know, Atlantic, you've got uh, like, like BMWs, Land Rovers, presumably Porsche, other PhDs that are, you know, multinational like that. 
when you are putting stuff in GPS, it takes into account those um, ZEV zones or zero emissions zones and will like hold battery so you can get through that zone, you know, automatically, which is pretty clever. Hmm. Like it will use a little battery when you're leaving your city and then go gas for the whole highway. And then once you get near your, you know, city center, it'll then switch back to electric knowing that's the zone you need to be using it for. It's, it's pretty automated on, at least on the Land Rover ones, I've seen how that works. That's, that's cool. pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Well, I want to touch on some EV noise really quick because the F-150 has more power than we thought. So I guess it was just over a year ago when I went and saw it in Michigan. And the figures they quoted were, what was it, 426 and 563, depending on um, battery packs and motors. But now it's 452 and 580, which is a decent amount of power. Um, again, not like Rivian or Hummer EV, but this is also cheaper and still mm -hmm. 775 pound feet of torque. So they didn't change the torque at all. Um, but that's interesting. And also because the, the lightning launch was recent um, and someone at Ford, I don't remember who it was, but confirmed they're working on you know, making more electric Ford pickup trucks other than the F-150. So now all the speculations like, what are they going to do? Maverick, Ranger, something completely different? Or <laughs> like big heavy-duty ones? That'd be an interesting twist. I uh, Maverick F-550 electric. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's just six motor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, do the, the, I want an yeah. electric dually. Whoever makes it first. <laughs> hey, that'd be <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's true, definitely yeah. that needs to be able to roast both well all four rear tires it needs to be able to do a burnout on that's the requirement that would be yeah. so cool <laughs> yeah um here's I have a it'll question. be dodge who does that first probably <laughs> yes they'll probably do it with a new ev truck that's coming out without a doubt oh, what was your um, question for sorry okay so is is it confirmed whether or not the F-150 Lightning is using any of Rivian's tech? Um, they are not. So I asked the head engineer of off-roading, so maybe not the final say in everything, but he said Ford is not using anything from Rivian, but the opposite may be true. Rivian may be using some stuff from Ford, but probably not really the tech itself. It's probably more like just getting engineering assistance from certain people. But okay. I I think they're pretty much entirely separate entities. They just both happen to be making electric trucks and have had investments with each other. Um, mm. So, Because I recently saw something where, like, you may have to Google it, but I only saw one article on it saying something about, like, the F-150 Lightning make it tank turn, and that immediately, like, Use, yeah, use like, those two together for you. Patent for it, I think, too. Which is yeah, that's what it was. Don't have the motors to to do that. Yeah, because they only have the two motors, not the quad. Yeah, yeah. For now, you never know. Well, wait for the Raptor. I bet you the Raptor is going to do quad tank turn. You know, that'll be it. Well, I mean, Rivian doesn't even do tank turns, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's a good I, question. I, I thought about that too. I was never sure. I guess I'm not surprised they don't actually share any like specific technology. Because I'm sure Rivian has like their own patents on a lot of their on a lot of their stuff. Yeah. So it's probably more like Jordan said, mm -hmm. more for the engineering aspect or ramping up like vehicle. 
production. Hopefully they're not sharing the same air compressor. If they have <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think they're not telling the truth. If I'm being super honest, I feel like they have to be sharing something, but I don't know. For the investment, you imagine you want money, your money back considering you just lost billions of dollars. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting because the range is very similar to, to the R1T, but I don't know if like reducing power on like, the F-150 would help them get more range because like the Rivian's putting out like 835, F-150's putting out significantly less. So would that different tuning like help them to get more range out of it versus like the R1T? I mean, I don't know. I mean, do we know what the range is? I mean, if you, motor? if you use the same range. electric motor in it, you limit it horsepower wise, it'll still do the same efficiency as if it had its full horsepower capability at least. Gotcha. You know, it's, you know it, it it's only consuming as much as you ask it to in that moment. Mm-hmm. I want to point out them differently and you can certainly have a, a different inverter or motor setup that could be more or less efficient. So yeah, they just, uh, but you can't like throw a tune on one that changes its efficiency, which is kind of the big difference. Gotcha. I want to point out the fake charging door on the right side of the truck was a missed opportunity because that could have been another J1772 like Tycon does. Wait, it's not. Nope, that is, is a, that really that is a fake oh, permanently so affixed annoying. thing versus Dude, the funny. other side of the truck has the actual charging. That is plug. hilarious. Is what side is it on then that you actually plug in? Driver side? Driver side. Oh, I hate that side. Because when you have a fast <laughs> charge, you, you have to open your door right into the thing and it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm I'm uh, very surprised, at least not where I am in California, which was weird because they have the most charging stations out here. But for these EV trucks, I'm very surprised no one has already thought about installing like sideways charging ports because I don't want to have to unhook my trailer every time I charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. we had issues with that when we were towing with the Rivian. We basically blocked eight charging spaces to the right of the last charger. <laughs> um, yeah, we just haven't quite gotten there yet. But hopefully we see more of that because more and more people are pointing that out. And even if it's not a common use case, you almost have to now for the sake of public perception. So oh, for sure. Implement and, there's, and there's just more trucks coming out that are electric. Or at least yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think right now it's it's an edge case, but in a few more years, it may not be such an edge case. Yeah. You know, it will be doing it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we got more car news to share, though. This yeah. is what I'm excited about. Alrighty, yeah, of course. Nine yeah. classic. <laughs> this is forty-two horsepower, rear-wheel drive, manual transmission, and a ducktail, also with special colors and stripes. That's all. Might I, know. Might I add the, the, best. the biggest ducktail? Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, and you get some heritage gold badging, which is kind of a cool look. I think you know, taking a page out of Lexus book. You know, credit credits do on that one. Love this. And I love those. Too- wheels yes i've always loved porsche's press photos because they're always so like ridiculous when you start looking at them okay yes yeah go back up parked <laughs> at the side of the pool dude i just realized yeah. there's a lady in that pool right yeah there. <laughs> <laughs> like, by the imagine pool. telling your architect what you want your pool deck to be able to like withstand oh yeah i'm gonna park a car next to the pool why <laughs> like it doesn't make sense but it looks Oof. great 
That spoiler looks so Dude. good. I just love everything yeah. about. Imagine There's gonna be, I think, twelve hundred and fifty <laughs> of them. Uh, if that was my, and if that was my <laughs> driveway, sadly. <laughs> if this was my driveway, I would come out on my porch just like this guy every morning in my blue suit and look down on all my Porsches, <laughs> and one is parked backwards for some reason. And um, wait, how'd they even get them there? Looks like they're just... uh, Austin Powers eighteen million point turning. <laughs> yes. That's a Pablo Escobar looking photo shoot right there. Isn't yeah. It? Like, that's a cartel kind of a setup. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is a perfect example of who actually has the money to buy the cars and who lusts after these cars. Cause you have people like yes. us and like Ben, Jordan, Mike, and we see this one like, oh yeah, this is so cool. But then you have the people that actually buy it who own houses like that who probably yep. buy it, collect it, sort away, and save it until the value goes up. Yep. Oh, and the value's already and then gone there's, up. There's like those, those <laughs> few members who will like drive them till the wheels fall off. And to them, I salute you. That is yeah. what yeah. be done. But the funny part yeah. is like the people that do that, they probably bought two. That way they can tear one up and still save one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Bob Ingram will have one parked in his yeah, garage. They will. Yeah, the Ingram collection is definitely getting one. Although at 1250 that's pretty common for their collection. Like He doesn't usually show up to a Cars and Coffee with a car that's like a 1 of 25. And if it is a 1 of 25 car, it's the one that like won Le Mans. <laughs> he's not he never won Dang. up anyone but he has like the ultimate one up collection when it comes to like rare porsches in that respect like oh they only made five of these but this is the first one you know I, it's always something I, like that which is interesting i have to say i love european license plates and every time i see american license plates i think they're so ugly i guess yeah. they're too tall oh i was um in boulder with this is one friend. of the few cars where press photos have a front plate on them though, and it still looks good it's weird Mm-hmm. I was in Boulder with my friend Jeff, who owns a Volvo, and we saw a, we were in a coffee shop, and this lady put her key down to like put cream in her coffee, and it was a white Volvo key. And so, of course, he immediately struck up a conversation because Volvo owners do this. And mm-hmm. he started asking her about it, and she's like, Oh, yeah, I just got back from taking delivery in uh, Sweden and from the factory. And we go outside and see her Volvo with the Euro plate. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. So I really want to go to the factory now. Um, yeah. 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 Factory and delivery is cool. Before we wrap up, didn't you have a Range Rover thing to talk about, Ben? Yes, I do. So uh, I've got a 92 Range Rover Turbo D now. It's been a fun nice. project. will continue to be a project. I think it will never stop being a project. It's just an old <laughs> Land Rover. Uh, but it's great dr- to drive. It, it's just such a, it's a very unique experience you don't get anywhere else. And it, it's actually very nice to drive in a modern context still. Um, but I was looking for some just parts, generic information. And I found this website called CommonwealthClassics.com. Uh, and they import, they're, you should check them out. They're really cool. They import like Defenders, Range Rovers, G-Wagons, Land Cruisers, all sorts of cool sort of off-road stuff like that. They've even got some like, you know, Alphas and Lancia kind of rally type cars as well. They've done, they'll build out trucks in a singer type fashion almost and restore them. And uh, on their store page, I was scrolling and I was like, oh, they've got this really cool print of a Ranger that looks just like mine. How perfect is that? I'm going to get that. And as we were looking closer, we realized the number plate on it is the same number plate as my car. So it is actually oh our gosh. car. <laughs> That's so cool. And so I actually bought it. <laughs> oh, that's sick. 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> Dude, it looks so much better on your screen. Like the it the does, yeah. So much <laughs> yeah. Nicer. Yeah, the colors are more vibrant. That's awesome. And it's on uh it's it's done by marker. And uh they do it on the like printout, like newspaper printout. So it's kind of got related contextual, like you know, outdoorsy stuff, and it's kind of cool. Dude, that's that so cool. I really like it. It's really done like. in uh, marker, and there's the the artist there, Adam Ambro Designs. We should maybe have him on the show. He might have some interesting stuff to share. Yeah, but I'm that's sort of like hats. his whole medium. Yeah, <laughs> that's his like whole medium is taking, you know, magazine clippings, newspaper clippings of the uh, existing. You know, it could be reviews of the car. It could be outdoor articles if it's for an off-road vehicle then they'll take that and you know do marker over it there's a really cool 911 one there they've got yeah dang there's some yep. cool car related art actually yep big fan yeah we need to have them on but anyways I think that'll uh, wrap up our our week so thanks everyone for joining thanks for watching and um tune into our you know, all the out of spec channels for all of our stuff. And Forrest has got Forrest auto reviews on TikTok, dropping videos all the time and C40 coming soon. <laughs> so we'll see what color it is. Take bets. <laughs> Please be blue. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.